We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Welcome to Unscripted, the film show, to all you Unscriptedites out there. Very good. We forgot last week. (laughs) I am Cecilia and joined in the studio uh, along with me is Lewis and Rachel. Hi, guys. Hiya, hiya, hiya. Hiya, hiya, hiya. So I was re-listening to our show from last week because, you know, sometimes I check in. Also, it makes it look good because it means more numbers on the thing to see. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I enjoy our show. Good. We're we're funny. And I liked our whole, like, 15 minutes of we're not doctors, but. Yeah. (laughs) And I'd like to start the show with another we're not doctors, but. (laughs) Um, So... There's no camera in here. We're not live streaming or anything. But yourself and Lewis can see. I've got little mark on my forehead. I can see that. Looks a little bit like a pimple that I I got too overzealous with. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not. I was wondering if someone stabbed you in the head because it's kind of like a. I someone did stab me in the head. Oh wow! Um, But it was my doctor, and it was a. A, a pen-like instrument. Right. Um, so I got a biopsy oh. because I had a suspicious little mark on my head and I thought, you know what, I think that is a basal cell carcinoma. Um, right. And my doctor, who you know and love as well, we have... Ah, had, yes. Yeah, that doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doctor, doctor. Um, he is a skin specialist as well as just being a GP and he thought that's what it was too. So he took a biopsy and he has confirmed today it is indeed a BCC. So right. this is my community announcement to say please wear hats and sunscreen mm-hmm. um, because I'm now going to have a nice cute little scar on my forehead um, as of, of next week. They're going to chop chop. Oh, really? You're going to yeah. cut more, more out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Could, could you ask them to do it like a Harry Potter lightning bolt? Is that possible? Oh, uh, I considered it, but yeah. I, I thought that, you know, as much as I like Harry Potter, I'm not that mad keen at having like a scar that tells everybody that I'm that mad keen. That is true. That, Fair and, and it, does, so, it does certainly have a, a bit of a different context these days to what it used to have. So I, mm-hmm. I did expect at some point in my life I would get some skin cancers because um, a lot of people in my family get them. And I'm very pale. Mm. So, um, and back in the day, because I'm old, <laughs> at our school, we didn't have to wear hats and sunscreen and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, our assemblies were held outside in the sun and we would just bake. <laughs> yes. Um, so, community announcement. Cecilia, put some more sunscreen on. I'm so careful. I've only been Apart severely sunburned once. <laughs> from that one time <laughs> i have been severely sunburned once mm. um and yeah prior to that i've been pretty sun smart my entire life because i have to be yes um because look at me <laughs> uh so yes i've been pretty sun smart um well i thought i had been pretty sun smart but i i do know that like i decide to go into the garden for five seconds and i end up in there for an hour or, you know, this area of my forehead sees a lot of sun because I feel like I'm always outside putting laundry on the line. Mm. It just feels like my full-time job. So, um, 
Yeah, but the good thing is they've caught it early because I noticed it early and um, it's one of the ones that aren't very life-threatening anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, that's good news. Um, but that's just, you know, look at look at your body, look at different bits of... If something's new, go and get it checked out. It could be nothing, but it could be something. And if you can't check out your whole body, get somebody else to check you out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but anyway, so there's my community announcement. Good job. Thank you for sharing that because I think, yeah, it's really important for us to, to do those things. Yeah. And, you know, we can put it off and off and off, but... Uh, yeah, to and do go, it. oh, no, it's just an age spot. I'm just getting exactly. old. I mean, I'm getting old too and I do also have age spots, but... Yeah, And it's not hard. People do. I put sunscreen on every day um, and a lot of people moisturise every day. So just make it part of your routine. Put some sunscreen on. Mm. Yep. 50 plus every day. Really? 50 plus? Every day. Wow. Underneath the moisturiser and the sun... I actually the- don't use moisturiser during the day. So I use sunscreen uh, in the and morning. And then you put foundation on top of the sunscreen. Yep. And Did then- not know you could do this. Yeah. Revolutionary. Yeah, you can get special face sunscreen too. Oh, well, uh, I've got moisturiser that's got sunscreen in it. <clears throat> is that not the same? No, nah, you've got to go full-blown sunscreen. It's like 30 plus though. Oh, that's pretty good actually. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. See, I mean, we're I'm not a doctor, we, so I don't know. No, but. we did explain this last week. We're not a doctor. Um, yeah, but um, there you go. We just taught you a little bit of some more information. I remember back in the day, uh, this is like people would go, oh, I'm just going to go to the beach. Uh, have you got your sun tanning lotion? Mm. And uh, you'd go to the beach or a pool and the whole place would just smell like coconut oil. Yes. So people were just basically basing themselves. Uh-huh. My mum used to lather herself in coconut oil and mm-hmm. she and so did my brother and they both very tan, but that uh, smell, oh, that was a it, constant it's a smell very in my household. smell, isn't it? <laughs> and it kind of, for me, it brings back childhood memories of, yeah. of like the beach and stuff. And the pool, hanging out and the, the pool. pool. Yeah, it's it's got a really, it's one of, you know, your your those. sense of smell is so important in, in evoking memories mm. and it just, it evokes, ev- evokes all the good ones. Actually, it was on Mother's Day on, on the weekend. It was Mother's Day on the weekend, I should say, and I went to my mum's house and she had bought um, after dinner mints. Do you mm. remember them, the little chocolate-covered things? Uh, after eights. I think that's what they're called. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so, like, makes me so nostalgic for my childhood. Like, here, have this and go away. The adults are drinking. Oh, yeah, they they come in these little uh, sleeves. Yes. And they're, like, thin as and little squares. Mm. Um, My mum was like, oh, my God, I love those so much. But where do you get them from? It's like the the IGA Mm. uh, down the road um, in uh, Linwood has got them. So I always buy them, uh, like, not not all the time because my parents are diabetic. But, like, once a year or so I'll buy them and then they can just, like, have one every couple of weeks. <laughs> Good childhood memories. Mm. But um, we have other stuff to talk about tonight. Um, Cecilia went and saw Fast and Furious. She took one for the team. I did. Look, I, I, uh, I would have gone to see it had I not missed the invitation. I would not have gone and seen okay. it. I, I did, did see the invitation. I deleted it. I did go and see this film and I've got a bit of a story to tell you Ooh. about the the process. Uh so I went to see the film and as we know, it's a car movie and there's lots of crazy car chases and stunts mm. and action sequences and these cars are doing all sorts of, you know, sci- like defying the laws of gravity. <laughs> uh, not one of these cars got a flat tyre in this film. However, oh, I no. did. Oh, no. <laughs> really? I did, yes. I got in my car to drive home and I always feel a little bit, after I've seen a car movie, I always feel like I'm a bit of an expert and can, you know, drive a bit cooler. <laughs> anyway, I left uh, I left the car park and pulled onto the thing and was like, yeah, I'm cool in my car, my Toyota Camry. <laughs> and then next minute, tuk, 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 I was like, oh, no, that doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good. And <laughs> I pulled over and uh, I, can ha- I can easily change a tyre. I've got no issue with that. However, the bolts on it were just... Too tight, um, too tight for me to get undone. So I was very lucky. A, a citizen of the the world uh, came and helped me, uh, and it was all good. Oh, well, but I just nice. thought it's a bit funny seeing a car movie and all these cars doing crazy things. Particularly Vin Diesel's car apparently can do all sorts yeah. and still carry on and not get a flat tire or a broken window or just stop working. But um, no, I got a got a flat tire. You can't even leave the cinema. Can't even leave the cinema. So. Oh, I'm glad a friendly. Um, citizen of the world assisted you and not yeah. some like person who pretended to be a nice friendly citizen and then just 
murdered you? I know. I mean, I'm really lucky I wasn't murdered. <laughs> I was really lucky. But did you, did you, I, this is why I have um, RAC because yeah. damned if I'm going to change a tyre, I just don't want to. But oh, they sometimes take a, a while. An achievement. They sometimes take a while to get there. Well, see, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, my dad did teach me when we were learning to drive and I mentally was like checking out. As he was <laughs> showing it's me, super easy. It's I just, know. Um, I didn't have the strength to. I, I know to how to put the air in my tires. Did you, did you uh, put it? Because I always like when you do try to take the bolts off. You try like you know, take it off with your hands, and you just never got enough strength to mm. do that. So you just have the jump little on thing it. there. You just like yeah, kick the crap out of it, and it'll, yeah. it'll go eventually. I did jump and did? jump up and down yeah. in my car for a little bit, and yeah, I just was like, I'm not getting not anywhere with oh. this. So I'm going to go do some working out so that the next time I have a flight tire i can undo the bolts it's a little bit embarrassing but also i'm quite thankful that the stranger not the stranger this person did stop because i was confident because it was a man and not saying that men are more this is going to get me in trouble isn't it no it's not men men are are strong people their arms are do are generally stronger than female and this was a strong man and i was did you get his number no but i know where he works i might send a little Thank you, platter of food. Is, I don't know. D- was he wearing a ring? I'm pretty sure he was. I think he was married, but that's <laughs> beside the point. <laughs> it's not beside the point for me. Um, you are. You're married, though. I'm not questioning <gasps> oh. for me. For you, you dumbass. <laughs> but um, I was happy knowing that he had tightened the bolts mm. because when I was driving, I knew that my wheel wasn't just going <laughs> to fly <Wee>. off. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. We have other films to talk about as it, well. It reminds me of the movie Zodiac. You know, where he says he's tightening the bolts mm. and he's not, he's loosening them. And oh. then she keeps driving and then it comes off and he's like, ah, oh, I guess it was not very good. And then she gets kidnapped. Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, <laughs> way to make this, this good Samaritan, like, you know, good thing he wasn't a killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Yeah. Um, I know my stuff. It's all right. That's, again, why I have RAC. But to be fair, if he'd stopped, I would have said, yes, please, assist me. Please, please. I just need you to get the bolts undone. I'll be fine after that. He um, must have felt so manly after that. Yeah, <laughs> and he would have gone, like, you know, home to his lovely wife and said, look, guess what I did? Oh, I helped a young I woman. helped a young lass. And, um, yeah. Yeah. No, good on you. Um, I think it's great when people can, can help out in, in those respects because it, it, yeah, made a really bad situation for me because I was sitting there going, oh, I'm Was he good to- looking? He was Irish. Oh, my God. Good accent. Good accent. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Can I mate. help you change your tyre, darling? Pretty much. <laughs> exactly that. I th- he's like, I thought you were her man, and then I saw the hair, and he goes, oh, I couldn't leave a woman out here by herself. <laughs> he thought you were a man. Well, he couldn't see me because right. I was behind my car. I taught her her man, but then I decided I will stop because she's got boobs. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, and then he was like, a lot of weird people come down here and he's, because he had just come out of work and uh, apparently he was in an industrial area. So he was uh, like, oh, you know, a lot of weirdos around here. So he's like, I better, I thought I better stop. But I don't want a dodgy English person. <laughs> yes, helping exactly. You. So no, I'm very thankful for that. And uh, yeah, Fast X, uh, the movie, just, it's just unrealistic. But anyway, <laughs> we'll delve more into that when we review it. But uh, we do have other things we to, do. to talk um, about Shall too. we play a quick sponsor and then come back? Um, I'm, I'm going to have a chat about the incredible documentary about Michael J. Fox. Let's do it. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Michael J. Fox. Um, I have heard about this new documentary. I thought you were going to say, I have heard about him. I have heard of him. I know him. Uh, No, I've heard of this new documentary. Haven't got around to seeing it, but uh, you have seen this. Yes. Looking forward to hearing what you think. It's amazing and extremely well done. Um, So, Michael J. Fox, unless you've been living under a rock, is of course a very well known 80s actor, Family Ties, Back to the Future. Doc Hollywood, let's let's not go into that one too much. But anyway, he's fantastic and everyone loves him and he was diagnosed with um, Parkinson's relatively early, um, comparatively speaking, um, and he hid it for a long time until he really couldn't anymore. Mm. Um, so this movie kind of or this documentary goes into his initial process of 
becoming who he was because the great thing about being a short statured human is that he was allowed he was able to play like a 12 year old as a 16 year old like and so he was able to get a lot more work for a lot longer you know um, while he was young so um but yeah and then he became huge and and yeah it it's amazing how much he lets you into his life with this documentary because generally speaking I feel like he and Tracy are relatively private people but you see him get up in the morning um struggle to get up in the morning um you see him take medication you see him at um getting voice assistance with like opening up his lungs and his voice so he can record his autobiography he can um read it um you see him doing physical therapy you know you see him really going through it but you also see how his life operates with his family and how loving they are and just what an amazing human being he is and at one and the the interviewer almost feels at times part he's really part of the conversation because you know he'll ask him something he just was a very good interviewer mm. and to be able to hear some of the questions that were getting asked was really good and one of them was like you know we've been talking for ages and ages and you know um, you never talk about your pain. And he's like, well, I'm always in pain, but I don't want to lead with that. Like, mm. you know, it's, it's not a pity party. And um, he's still got his wit and there were quite a few times, you know, he's, he's very self-deprecating um, and, you know, that's, that's always a little bit funny. Um, he's at one point, because he, he was asked, you know, why why do you think it's a good time to be doing this now? You know, do you think you're going to be here in 20 years, something like that? And he said, well, if I'm here in 20 years, I'll either be cuter or a pickle. <laughs> and it's just like just a weird thing. And then he talks a lot about how, unfortunately, with Parkinson's, it's very common to fall and hurt yourself. Um, so, you know, he's like, oh, just doing a tour of my house and, you know, broke my arm and oh my <laughs> smacked my head and... Um, and just a really funny quote, gravity is real even if you're only falling from my height. Mm. <laughs> so, um, and I looked up, I'm like, he's not that short really. Um, he's 163 mm -hmm. and I, as someone who is shorter than that, was like, well, that's not short. <laughs> 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 um, but the way they've done this is so spectacular because they've got almost reenactments happening um, and, you know, they never see, very similar to Air, you know, you never see Jordan's face, right? So you never see Michael Jordan's face in this, but they've got... Michael J. Fox? Michael, yeah, what did I say? Michael Jordan. Michael J. Fox's face. You never see him in, a, in these reenactments, oh. obviously, but, you know, they'll get him dressed in the outfit he's about to wear on stage in Family Ties and then you'll see the scene he's going into on in Family Ties. <laughs> so they, like, splice it together. And, you know, when he's talking about his emotions or how he's feeling or whatever, they've cut in bits of, you know, whatever movie he's in where it looks like that's what's happening to him at that time. So... It's it's really hard to describe. It's just it's superbly done. Like I cannot I cannot express how much that this this documentary is just so freaking amazing. It is on Apple Plus. Is that what it's called? Apple TV Plus. Apple yeah. TV Plus. I always get that wrong. So I know it's not available to everybody. Um, but if you can get like a, a month for free or something do it it'll be well worth it as someone who is a massive fan of back to the future and my husband is a ma massive fan he literally just a couple of weeks ago bought himself a license plate that says out of time <laughs> not to put on his car but to put like <laughs> you know in his garage um yeah big fan so it, it was really good for us to yeah watch him i love michael j fox and if you don't love michael j fox there's something wrong with you mm. No, I, I look forward to, to seeing that that TV show. It's uh, yeah, it's a shame that um, his Parkinson's like stopped him from acting as as much as we would have liked him mm. to. Um, cause he it, did still do stuff, oh, just yeah. not much. Yeah, 
I mean, when you see him in like scrubs and stuff like that, it's like, mm. oh, God, he's so good. Mm. But um, yeah, I know I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I've got Apple TV Plus. Uh, we watched uh, Ted, Lasso, Lasso, Ted Lasso last night. I haven't watched the latest episode. You have not? Oh, no. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like it got to the end of it going, this can't be the end. It's like, oh, there's another, another episode next week. There's Excellent. another three episodes. Oh, good. I'm glad. There's 12 yeah. episodes, I think, and that, that would have been episode nine or ten. Ten, I think. Okay. Yeah, well, we're getting close, guys. But it's, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by how they're doing. So if you wait until uh, Ted's finished and then get uh, Apple TV Plus and then just watch all that and watch yes. the Michael J. Fox thing. And, and watch um, Shrinking. That's quite yeah, entertaining really as well. Yeah. There's another TV series, and I'm not too sure if it's on... Apple TV Plus, but it's got Patricia Arquette in it. I saw it advertised mm. at the start of something I was watching. I don't know if it was on Prime or something, and I'm like, oh, that looks really entertaining. Don't know, can't remember what it was called, so I'm going to have to find it and, and have a look at it. Have a look. Because mm. it looks good. So I'm going to give that five. Oh, I thought, yeah, I was going to ask you what you're going to score this one. Five shaken Diet Cokes. Oh, there mm. you go. Looking forward to checking that one out. Um, I might quickly speak about Bupkis, which yeah. is a TV show, which I think I briefly mentioned last week, but didn't quite jump into a full review of it. So I thought before we go to another sponsor, I'll do that. But this is, this isn't the. It, it kind of centers around. It's a fictionalized version of Pete Davidson's life. I guess. And, you know, if you don't know who Pete Davidson is, he is a uh, Saturday Night Live alumni uh, comedian. And more recently, you might know him from dating uh, Kim Kardashian. (laughs) That's really sad, isn't it? Like, Mm, uh, yeah. Uh, But it isn't the first time that he's tried to tell his story on a a bigger canvas. He played a more kind of heavily fictionalised version of himself back in 2020 with the film uh, The King of Staten Island. Did you, have you seen that? I have. It's I incredible, really enjoyed, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it, which is why I thought I would give this a go because I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. Uh, more than I thought I was going to, uh, believe it or not. But mm. in this eight-part series, we follow the misadventures of Davidson and his entourage, but it also delves into the public fixation with him and also how his father's death looms over his family his mental health and drug addiction too. So, you know, he lost his father um, in 9-11. Uh, he was uh, a firefighter, which is uh, quite sad. But uh, you've also got Joe Pesci, who stars as Davidson's dying grandfather, who wants to spend some more time with him. And the dynamic between those two is really fun to watch throughout. Uh, you've also got uh, Brad Garrett, who portrays Davidson's uncle Roy, and uh, Eddie Falco as uh, Pete's mum as well. But uh, you see a few cameos pop up. Uh, you've got uh, Ray Romano, Sebastian Stan, uh, John oh. Stewart, Al Gore. So, yeah, a few faces Al Gore. in this as well. But, That's a um, random one. You know, for Pete Davidson, who is a comedian, mm. this really isn't all fun and games. Uh, it, there's a lot of... It tackles a lot of the negatives that come with fame. Mm. And that's what I like about it. It was quite authentic. It kind of reminds us as the viewer that you know, there's a human being at the centre of all this, you know, paparazzi and tabloid mm. stories and really delves into that. Uh, and you get a sense maybe for what Davidson feels on a daily, mm. daily, you know, um, he struggles daily. So mm. I really enjoyed watching it. I know it's a fictionalised, you know, telling of his life, but there's a lot of things that are truthful here. And I think, yeah, particularly with the fame and the negatives and and the addiction issues too. Yeah. So I think I really enjoyed this. I think if you do like The King of Staten Island, you'll love this equally. Uh, And even if you just want an insight into, you know, Pete Davidson's life, obviously it is drama, you know, dramatised. Yeah. there's a disclaimer at, you know, the beginning that says all this. But overall, I really enjoyed this. And it's, you know, an eight-part uh, series. I do think the way that it ends, there could potentially be another series, uh, you know, in the making. And it's on so, binge. It's on binge. Uh, I'm going to have to to wait for a bit. Um, got to, you know, can only have so many. <laughs> have so many. Absolutely. Yeah, so definitely recommend it. And uh, I know we don't usually score TV shows. Do no. We? I'll no. give it a score. Why I'm going to score it a four. A nice. four. I don't know. Somethings. Somethings. Four basements. 
four basements. Fair enough. I, I haven't uh, seen it, but I did uh, you know, put it as one of my on my list to watch. of things to, to, to watch. So, uh, There's yeah, so, so many on the list oh, of things to watch. Do you know watch. who's in there? Bobby Carnavale. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Might have to get Might binge then. Go. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about that man. I don't know what it is. He's got this, yeah. I even like him in Jumanji. <laughs> Oh dear. oh, dear. Anyway. Uh, we might. Ant-Man. He's great in Ant-Man. He is great in Ant-Man. Mm. He is. Uh, we'll play another sponsor. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Unscripted nights. Um, <laughs> I, we, we have a couple of films to talk about. We do. Uh, but I wasn't sure what we were going to delve into Do we next. want to talk about the serious one and then we'll we'll talk about the not-so-serious yeah, one? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So you and I saw a movie called It Is In Us All. Yeah. And I apologise that that is how I'm going to have to say it because every time I go to say it, I want to say, it's in all of us. Yeah, and I keep saying that too. So um, but it is, it is in us all. <laughs> It just doesn't flow off the t- the flow of the tongue. I think it's done on purpose because Probably. the movie doesn't feel comfortable. So the Maybe. just saying it doesn't feel comfortable. Um, so this is showing, it's an independent film and it's showing at Luna Cinemas at the moment and probably elsewhere, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but it follows a, a young man, um, Cosmo Jarvis, who... He's he's going home to Ireland or, well, his mother's home, I guess, um, because his, his auntie's passed away and um, he has to wrap up affairs for her basically. But he's got this kind of, uh, I, I don't know, relationship with his father that seems like there's a whole lot of unsaid things. Mm. So he seems to be dealing with um, his father's expectations of him and, you know, how disconnected he's become to his Irish family and why is that why has his family why has his father not allowed him to connect there um he's also incredibly depressed um and I don't know it's really hard to describe this film because it's kind of more of a um, character piece than a plot piece so it all starts with him going back to Ireland and having a car accident um, and then things kind of stem from, from that car accident. But it, and, he, and he makes this friend from this car accident and then you have a look at the, their relationship because it's a big age difference but they seem to be toying with the same kind of dark emotions. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, kind of all turns to poop at one point. But... It's an interesting film, but I can't. I'm not a hundred percent sure what it was trying to say. Mm. Just that it's life is depressing, and men maybe need to talk when they're depressed instead of, you know, doing risky behaviours. Maybe it's better to talk. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is so weird because I left this film going. What was that trying to tell me? What was mm. the theme? What was the point? Off this film, and I think I was intrigued initially because of the way the film was set up, and obviously navigating this relationship with his father. Um, you know, because he kind of digs into his family history a little bit, and mm. you know, there's yeah some some issues with his father, and then this relationship with um, this guy Evan, who uh, was in you know the car accident, and the relationship, I couldn't quite understand what that was either. It was a little strange. I was like, Mm. is it a friendship? Is there an ulterior motive? Is it romantic or sexual? I I couldn't understand the reasons behind the friendship either. Uh, Yeah. So for me, again, I just, quite often if I see a film and it's a little bit obscure, I can kind of draw meaning from it and I can go, well, that's how I've interpreted this Mm. film. But I'm still at a bit of a loss as to how I interpret this film. It's a little bit like art. You go and see art and you go, well, you know, that means that to me. I really still don't know what this was trying to say to me. And maybe you're right. Maybe you're on the right track about men discussing their feelings and, you know, that's what they – I don't know. I don't even know what audience this is for. Mm. But I suppose sometimes film is made 
uh, in the hopes that people will see it mm. and take away some form of message from it. Um, it's really interesting, actually. Uh, I, this is completely... I've, I've got a point here, okay? <laughs> so I've been watching Queer Eye. They've got a new season um, and, you know, there's a couple of episodes where they delve into some some men who, well, they're a fr- it's a frat house and generally speaking guys are not great at expressing their emotions and talking about how things are for them internally. So it was really interesting to watch that and have them be encouraged to talk about how they're feeling and why you shouldn't bottle it up inside because it just ends up being self-destructive. Mm. And then this is kind of what this movie is about, is that if you hold on to all of those feelings, you will become self-destructive because you're not dealing with what's really going on. So I think that was the point of the movie is that, you know, this is the way this man has chosen to deal with his emotions and it's not healthy. Yeah, And I guess there is that scene um, when the main character kind of is, pretty quiet throughout the film and then he has mm. that episode towards the yes. end where he blows up and then it's quite you know, scary and it is it's really frightening because you kind of go what's he gonna do uh-huh. you know at this point so yeah i think it is one of those films that it's good to have a discussion with another person about mm. isn't it because now we're kind of you know dissecting it a little bit more and maybe drawing meaning from it it was a very interesting point mm. when you you and i are referring to the same bit where we are like uh okay a number of things could happen here mm-hmm. and none of them are good. Um, what is going to happen? So it, it's a really slow-moving film. Mm. It's quiet and it's just kind of almost dull. I, that sounds not great, but... it It's in Northern Ireland too, so it's quite uh, yeah. a bleak setting. It's yeah. know, overcast and, and I think from that point kind of dull and again yeah you're right there's no plot to it necessarily but I think that's why that scene is so powerful Mm. is because there's kind of this really slow 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 almost no build-up and then an explosion and then yeah it tapers off so I think that's why that scene is so powerful because the rest of the film is kind of confusingly traveling along a a path that you don't really know where it's going Mm. so um i'm gonna give this um two and a half cliffs i'm also gonna score this two and a half uh light bulbs fair enough there you go (laughs) not two and a half broken arms oh that would have been a good one oh that's quite a quite a scene too when oh yeah when he's oh that was disgusting uh yeah yeah interesting film and i still so i like a film that challenges me sometimes and this was quite challenging but it didn't was it It was challenging but i didn't enjoy it (laughs) yeah 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 i agree I agree, but it is um, showing at uh, independent cinemas now. So if you do want to go and check it out and um, have a think for yourself about it's a bit what of a head might, what it might mean, uh, then and it, and it was called it. it is in us all. <laughs> it is it in us all. all. Yeah. It is in us all. Yeah. See, I wonder what that refers to. Um, it is in us all. The the, the anger. I don't know. The oh. anger. All these emotions and gosh, what what could happen if you don't control those emotions? Because they always say, you know, oh, that person couldn't kill anyone. Mm. But then, you know, you pick someone who's who you don't think they would do that, but what has happened in their life and at that moment mm. and this big extraordinary thing happens that's so out of character. Yeah. Not that this guy does that, but, you know, that anger and... and craziness is mm. in us all and and what is it going to make you do yeah emotions are a weird weird thing because like the like we, we spoke about uh, my dog abby uh, dying a couple of weeks back and like i don't know like uh how because i've felt sad before when my granddad died when my grandma died mm-hmm. but i don't think i've been 
as sad as I was when Abby died. Mm. Um, but w- then I had to go to work the next day because you don't get like you know, uh, leave, pet leave. For, for when you when your pet dies. So you know, I go to work the next day and I just sent an email because I work in an all male environment. It's not the um, the most you know caring <laughs> environment in the world. Mm-hmm. Is like uh, men, um, yeah, they they can be a bit of a, like you know, get a bit, a bit of buddy. Uh, I'm uncomfortable with feelings. Please don't talk to me. Yeah, have a, have a can of concrete and tough the hell up. But mm-hmm. I sent an email around to, to my, my colleagues and said, look, this is what happened. I cannot talk about it. I'm too sad. Because literally, mm-hmm. like, if I was I thought about it or mm. I you know, saw a picture of her or somebody mentioned, like, it was very hard to not let the sadness flow out. Um, and and so it was – but it was great. I sent that around and everyone kind of, like, you know, respected my bad. Did anyone respond? No, no, no. Oh, well, no one responded. Well, I've, Ivan did respond and just said like, "Sorry for your loss," kind of thing. Yeah. And and then Paul, uh, he was, uh, you know, he's uh, a bit concerned because his dog is old and got cancer and stuff like that. So it's going to happen soon to his dog. Mm. So he's kind of empathising with it as well. But we've all, except mm. for Ivan, we've all had animals and all and they've, they've passed and that sort of thing. So and I think the the connection you have with animals is is a different connection than mm. you have with, with humans. Mm. I think in a lot of cases it can be a lot deeper um, than w- your connections with humans. Uh, so because was, there's no judgment. I mean, I've got cats, so there's always judgment with cats. <laughs> <laughs> but dogs, you know, they just love you unconditionally mm. and it's almost like you're allowed to be 100% you and they will love you regardless. Mm. So it is hard. Like, oh, yeah. you know, this sounds really horrible, but Chris is, Chris is like, oh, when the cats get old, we'll have to get some, you know, insurance, you know, for when they get sick. And I'm like, oh, no, we'll just put them down. And he's just like, you heartless, Gosh. heartless woman. And I'm like, well, it's not a dog. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which is so terrible. But I think it's just because, you know, I'm not used to having cats and when my dog Jack passed and he was 16 and honestly I still can't talk about it mm. and it was like, I don't know, 15 years ago. So, mm. yeah, it's, yeah, there's something very special about it animals is. and but dogs. You, you've got to deal with those feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you, cause, you know I, I, I said that at work, but outside of work I kind of like, you know, went through the sadness and uh, each day it kind of like gets a little bit better kind of thing and but that's men need to talk about it mm. we are very good at bottling things up and yep. not talking about it yeah and then you will reach a point where you just go nuts uh, mm. which is not good and you need to avoid that and so um yeah if you if you are having any um issues and need to talk to someone you know uh, first step is go to your gp and mm-hmm. get a referral to a psychologist i think on um uh, like medicare you can get reduced rates for psychology yeah you get 10 10 visits mm. uh and medicare will pay a portion so if you get someone that's a little bit more expensive you have to pay for yeah, some of it yeah. there's a bit of a gap but um it and really for a lot of people 10 visits is not enough mm. <laughs> but, but it's a start. you know mm. it, it's a start mm. and you know, it's also about, you know, teaching boys of today that it's okay to have emotions and it's okay to talk about it and, um, you know, it's all right to be sad. Like poor old Bryce, he cried when I told him Abby died. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't even see Abby that much but he's like, you know how much I care for animals. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's all right, mate. It's That's lovely. So, yeah, we, we talk about emotional intel. We, there's a lot of conversations about emotions in my house and part of that is because I've had a very long mental health past and you know I want to make sure that he knows that it's okay to have emotions they're not things that are supposed to be pushed down and ignored Mm. because the more you ignore them the more they just are just going to grow and take over Mm. so yeah anyway um, to to bring the uh, to bring the tone up a bit yes I, I discovered on Paramount Plus. It's so hard just remembering all where of the names of these services. Where you see these things. There's like, so oh, many. I saw this thing and it was on a. Oh, I don't know which show it was on. Um, uh, oh, actually, before before I do that, uh, have I mentioned I've done one of my football tipping at work? <laughs> <laughs> did you tip Frio this week? Did you? Uh, this week against uh, Sydney. The one that just, the one that just went. I did not. <gasps> 
but it was a beautiful game. Yeah, but I, um, yeah, I, I, it was this this week. Uh, you know, uh, my boss was like right up behind me, and uh, you know, it, the, the way the footy tipping works is you have your tips, and then you have the spread. And like you, with your tips, you want to have that as a high number. With your spread, you want that as a low number. Mm. And his number, his spread is lower than mine, and so he was one tip behind me. So if he got one right. He would be ahead of me. It's mm. horrible. They, they jumps right over you and just go. This is why one. I don't do footy tipping yeah. because I get way too invested. Yeah. I want to actually watch the game and enjoy it. I think when I was when I was doing footy tipping at my last job, I would often watch a game and start to not enjoy it because you know the team I'd tipped wasn't yeah. winning. Instead of watching it, going, "This is a great game." Yeah. This is, this is why I try not to watch the games and try not to look at the score while it's going on. <laughs> it's too tense, too tense. Oh. Um, but anyway, so I just, just thought I'd, I'd mention that. Just uh, the, the person who knows you know, nothing about football is uh, in well the done. lead again Good this job. year after winning last year. <laughs> um, anyway. And I bet the people are very dirty with you. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so this one who knows nothing. Because I also do the footy tipping for the Sporting Globe in Belmont. And uh, like I'm there, there's like... 600 people that I'm fifth. Are that. you really? <laughs> That's incredible. What do you get? I have no idea. I, I won't win that one. I did, no. I did get a free palmy and a pot. Because That's pretty good. You, um get nine, nine for nine in a week, mm. you, you get this voucher for a free palmy and a pot. But I, I was never going to get there in the time frame because mm. it was a two-week time frame. And so oh. I gave that to my mate at work and just said, yep. It's Go yours. for it. It's on, <laughs> he on the enjoyed you. it. So what's happening on Paramount, so Plus? Paramount Plus? And then we do have to talk about Fast and Furious. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, and Kat's talk, uh, just uh, remind me of something else as well. Um, Paramount Plus is uh, Aquafina's TV show called Nora from Queens. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of Nora from Queens? Yes. I know who Aquafina is and I knew she had a TV show coming up but I didn't know anything about it and I don't have Paramount Plus. It's got a, a few, <laughs> it's got a, few uh, a few seasons. Um but her her real name uh is is Nora um and that's Her real name in real life? Yes, her real name in real life. So she decided I'm going to name myself after a water drink cuz in America, right? Every time I hear her name Aquafina, I'm just like like the water? Is it Aquavita though? The water? No, it's Aquafina. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Well, now I need to look it up because I'm doubting myself. But that was literally all I think about when she, water. when her name is mentioned is is the water. I'm like, that was my water of choice when I was in America. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the, uh, the show, like it's a, like a fictionalised version of herself mm. um, and she's living at home with her, her grandma, um, played by Laurie Tan Chin, who is the funniest woman. She just, um, she just goes by the name Grandma and they do, one of the episodes is like a flashback episode where she's talking about meeting her husband and Aquafina's, uh, Nora's grandfather and she's just, everyone re- refers to her as young grandma um, and uh, so it's a uh, yeah she she plays a fantastic character so she lives at home with her grandma and her dad uh, who's B D Wong uh, who plays uh, Nora's father and also uh, Bowen Yang plays Edmund who's her cousin as well and he comes in and out in and out of the series um, it's uh, just it's really good good watching like because Aquafina is a I guess if it's uh, true to the story, her grandparents moved to America and then had her dad in America and then she was born in America. So mm. she's an American of Chinese descent. And so it's just getting that, um, you know, getting that story about somebody who's you know, living in America but, you know, their family background is from another country and uh, she's just like, she's a bit of a slacker as well, like very much into being a stoner and just can't get her... her uh, she's knit together. Although the weird thing is, is like Aquafina, I'm sure, is a, a very motivated uh, yeah. person. I mean, she's done a lot. So um, she's a busy woman. Yeah, mm. I can't imagine that this the, the character she plays in in uh, Nora from Queens is you know really close to her because maybe surely... that was the the slide, sliding doors moment. Maybe once upon a time she was a slacker who smoked pot, and then she was like, you know what? If I don't sort my shiznit out, I'm never going to be. 
who I want to be. Maybe, maybe. I'm not saying you can't be who you want to be, smoking pot. Look at Kevin Smith. (laughs) Well, he's given up smoking pot, actually. And Will Anderson, really? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's, uh, not not smoking pot. Wow. I think think it's something to do with codependency. Um, he, He found that he was... Like you know, he, he had to do certain things to to be able to to, to function. Right, and he was kind of dependent on doing the the, the pot. And now, well, I mean, I I did see that it was an addiction for mm. him, but you know, what? Who am I to say? I don't know. But yeah, so it's uh, Aquafina, um, Nora from Queens is yeah, just a great comedy show. Like mm. I think the episode like. 20 minutes or so so it's like one of those things you can you know just chuck on and mm. uh, and, and enjoy um and so yeah that is playing now on uh, on the paramount pluses and uh cats just said she explained her name so the drink is called aquafina but um aquafina uh, anyway it's spelled almost like awkward and she's kind of awkward and she thought it was a funny name so that she kind of went with That's it what she went yeah, here we go. So, uh, yeah, might play a few more sponsors, and we'll be back after this. Fast and fur- You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So earlier this week, I went to uh, a little-known film called <laughs> Fast X. No, it's not little-known. It's been around for uh, many, long. many years. It is the tenth instalment of the Fast and Furious franchise, um, not including obviously you've got the Hobbs and Shaw spin-off, mm. so eleven films. Um, anyway, it sees Vin Diesel, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Charlize Theron, John Cena, and most of the previous cast uh, return. Jason Statham. Uh, for an all-new adventure. And I won't go into the plot too much. It's a little convoluted. Uh, <laughs> it's just people are not going to see the movie for the plot. Well, you know, it started out as street racing mm. and then somehow they go into heists. Aren't they? Yeah, I was going to say, aren't they criminals? Secret it's, agents it and as, spies. Yeah. So it's just really transpired. Because it started out as basically point break with cars. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm well, not going to point break with cars, <laughs> I guess. They're criminals. I just think trying to untangle the plot is, is like you say, people don't really go for the plot. But I will mention that Jason Momoa is the, the villain in this film and he's a plain old psycho, uh, but really, really <laughs> fun to watch on screen uh, as, as a villain. And, you know, per usual, there's, you know, plenty of action, car chase sequences, uh, all of the things that absolutely just would not happen. They defy the laws of nature and science and gravity. And there's some cheesy dialogue. There's, you know, there always is in this film. Yeah. Um, family. It's all about family. It's all about family. And... I forget, there was a couple of uh, dialogue that I was going to pull um, and, and repeat on air, but I thought, no, people can go and see it. And, and <laughs> Let them enjoy it. it for themselves. Exactly. And look, it's a lot of fun. And I have always had fun with these films, despite their length and um, craziness and cheesiness. Uh, but I think there's a fan base here that are going to go and see this film and they're going to enjoy it. And, you know, this is one of the most uh, expensive movies ever made. Uh, It had a budget of uh, $340 US dollars, which is $512 million Australia dollars. So more than a half a you know, billion dollars uh, for, a f- and and that's absolutely no surprise with the amount of things that get destroyed, the amount of cars, the amount of explosions, uh, etc. Uh, there's a few cameos in the film, and yeah, look, it, it's enjoyable, and it is what it is. It's exactly the same as all the other films, uh, just with a whole new. <laughs> plot and a whole new bad guy really is this uh, uh like the first part of a two film thing or is it is right. so it is part of well there's been a little bit of a debate i read that this is uh, so this is the final chapter mm-hmm. but there's it's split into two films right. but arda mentioned earlier that there's potentially going to be three it's the lord of the rings of car films so i just read, as boring yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've read that there's two. If you haven't watched it, you can't make those kind of comments. You might, you are literally sitting there in a Formula One <laughs> Rolex Australia Grand Prix <laughs> hoodie, and you'll say a movie about car racing is uh, is, is going to be boring. It's not the kind of car racing I like. You, give you, give you, me Formula One. You like the car racing? Like this? This one here is actually like interesting, and they, they no, like, they, they fight with are helicopters. You for real? Get and you're out. you like the kind of car racing? You're just sitting there going zoom. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, my neck hurts. Oh, oh can I just go the other way for a bit? Generally speaking, um, you, most people watch it on TV. <laughs> so if, you have to, if what you're are doing you? that, I hope you've got a big TV. <laughs> um, I, I, I do have a big TV. <laughs> um, you do, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, oh, I friggin' love us. This is why people listen to us, because we're idiots. It's... Look, it's a fun film. It's a hard one to score because, like, the plot's not great and it's kind of <laughs> stupid, but it's also really impressive so because it, of all the stunts and because stuff. Because there's a, n- another part, does this film give you closure? Or no, it-, it bloody doesn't. <laughs> it ends in a way where you go, oh. You know what I don't understand? You said it was a two-and-a-half-hour film. How are they doing it? Like, if there's, in, like, more to come mm. and it's a two-and-a-half-hour film... Like, that's kind of rude. Like, it is. It should only be 90 minutes. It, it is. But, you know, I am looking forward to seeing more of Jason Momoa as uh, a psycho bad guy. He, he plays it really well. And uh, you've also got John Cena, who uh, is, is really great. He was a little bit more serious in the last film, but he plays a cool kind of uncle character in this one. So, uh, look, I mean, yeah, it did not need to. I mean, it did it need to be two and a half hours? Probably not. But do yeah, that, people? That's, that's what makes me not want to see it. But do people want that? Probably because it's full of action sequences. So to be honest, it didn't feel long. Right. So it didn't feel long because it is so action packed. It was actually well paced. I have to admit. My question, because I think you make Jason Momoa sound like a good villain, mm. right? I, I do like him. I find him very charismatic as an actor. Um, so I'm tempted to see it. Not at the cinemas. Oh, wait. Um, but do you think I will have needed to watch all the rest of them? No. no okay. I'm not going to find no. it un- unable. I'm not going to be, be like, I don't know how I'm going to cope with all these relationships. I don't get. I mean, there's people that come into the film and the other characters are like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you for so long. But you're able to pick up on that and go, okay, obviously they know each other from, you know. <laughs> Somewhere. Obviously they know each other because um, they just said, I haven't seen you for so long. Well, it's more in the look that they give, like, oh. but I can't do that on radio because you can't see me. But um, <laughs> I can see you, though. Just like John Cena, who's also, like... also in the, uh, the movie. <laughs> you so, can't see can't me? See yeah, it, it's one of those films that's really hard to review because I actually quite enjoy, I quite enjoy these films. I quite like them. And I feel like three and a half is where I'm sitting, but I'm kind of going, oh, it could be a four. So, I don't know. I'm going to give this four. I've got to give it... Jason Momoa just hands down. He steals the show, eh? He steals the show. I love him. Um, I'm going to score this four fast cars. Nice. That was really lame. You fast cars. Fast cars. The, the villain in the previous one always becomes, like, part of the good guys in the next one. I'm oh. wondering if Jason Momoa, like, is a villain in this one and in the next half he becomes a, a good guy. I feel like he's done way too much psycho stuff in right. this one to You don't ever think be, he's going to nah, be pulled into not, the family? I don't think he's redeemable. Like, oh. there is some crazy stuff he does in this film that is just not... He should be it's in an acceptable. asylum. It's not acceptable. No. Your so, behaviour's not acceptable. I don't think so. But, um, yeah, go and see it if you love that. It's got a fan base. Uh, doesn't feel like two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, but just be prepared for some cheesy dialogue and uh, some real science ain't a part of this <laughs> show at all. Like, it is not real. It's all about family. It's all about family. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, family, Unscript Tonight family, uh, we got to go. We've come to the end of another show, but we'll be back next week talking about more films. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture. <laughs>